RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. The financial secretary warns many businesses may fold in the new year if things don't pick up over Christmas. DAB legislator Holden Chow accuses the government of condoning the misbehaviour of some civil servants by not sacking them. And the Australian Prime Minister apologises for going on holiday while large swathes of his country burned to a crisp. The Financial Secretary, Paul Chan, says many companies are gritting their teeth amid the current economic downturn, warning that there could be a wave of business closures in the new year. Details from Alta Swan. Writing in his blog, Paul Chan said many businessmen have expressed the hope of seeing an end to the ongoing violence and a recovery in spending confidence. Mr Chan said many of them had told him that if business during the Christmas and New Year shopping season didn't turn around, companies may go down one after another in the new year. The financial chief said some restaurants have seen customers returning following relative calm over the past few weeks, but there was still vandalism in shopping malls. He criticised such illegal Legal acts, saying they had damaged law and order and undermined the freedom of people as well as affecting the livelihood of many workers. Mr Chan said the ultimate victims were the elderly and children who need to be taken care of. Referring to relief measures he'd introduced over the past months, Mr Chan said a specific plan to help companies secure bank loans had received dozens of applications in the first week of his introduction. He said the programme was going smoothly, with some companies being granted a loan three days after applying, and the first company that applied successfully through the programme was a micro-enterprise that employs only five people. Chief Secretary Matthew Zheng says Hong Kong's facing changing political pressures in the same way that it faces the threat of extreme weather. Writing on his blog, Mr Zheng said the SAR government is committed to working with the international community to cope with the global climate crisis and implement the goals of the Paris Agreement step by step. He said the government is now aiming to reduce carbon emissions by 26% by 2030 and has reached agreement with the two power companies to gradually replace coal-fired power plants with cleaner gas-fired ones. He also said the government will fear nothing in its quest to stop violence, restore peace in society and find a way out of the haze together with the community. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow has criticized the government for not sacking civil servants accused of joining unlawful assemblies and violent activities during the recent protests. The pro-Beijing councillor alleges that by not firing these, sub- these suspects, the administration is condoning what he called the serious wrongdoings of its staff. Mr. Zhao, who is also a lawyer by profession, was speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong. The government reverted that there have been 43 cases and merely few out of these 43 accused persons were terminated with their employment. This raised the eyebrows of many. So far, only 43 cases have been dealt with and there are not even a clear number of cases being terminated with their employment. That is nothing different from condoning the serious wrongdoings of civil servants. With such a complacent attitude, the public do have grave concern. The Communist Party's People Daily says the management team of the SAR government and public officials should be aware that they ought to defend the central authority and shoulder their duty to govern. In an op-ed, the state newspaper said all executive branches of the Hong Kong and Macau governments should unswervingly defend the central government's comprehensive jurisdiction over the two SARs and safeguard the complementary combination with high autonomy of the SARs. It said the two can't break apart or stand against each other. 
The sole Hong Kong member of the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Tam Yu Jung, says it's a reasonable request for accountable ministers and public officials to do things that are only beneficial to the government. He said people who work within the government have no reason to attack or cause damage to the administration. The Australian Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has acknowledged the role climate change is playing in the severe wildfire season the country's experiencing, but he said warming temperatures couldn't be connected to any single fire. Mr. Morrison was speaking for the first time after returning from a much-criticized family holiday in Hawaii, to which he referred. I get it that people would have been upset to know that I was holidaying with my family while their families were under great stress. They know that I'm not going to stand there and hold a hose. I'm not a trained firefighter, nor am I an expert like those who sit in the next room and doing such an amazing job. But I'm comforted by the fact that Australians would like me to be here just simply so I can be here alongside them as they're going through this terrible time. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Police are treating a fire outside Ngao Taokok Police Station shortly after half past seven this morning as arson. When police officers and firefighters arrived, they found a gas cylinder. Police say the front wall of the station, which is on Suyip Street, was also spray-painted and there were scorch marks and pieces of broken glass on the ground. The United States has condemned Russia and China for blocking a United Nations resolution that would have kept humanitarian aid flowing to millions of Syrians. The U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said the vetoes cast on Friday were shameful and the two countries now had blood on their hands. The resolution would have extended an arrangement that bypasses the government in Damascus. Jan Egland, a former senior UN official on Syria, said aid is vital to civilians who are living in desperate conditions. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are without anything. Many sleep in the open. In Idlib, the northwestern corner of Syria, civilians are being bombed every single day. Thousands are being displaced every single day. It's a horrific situation. And then on top of this, to have the signal that the cross-border lifeline may be cut. I mean, it couldn't be worse. Germany has reacted angrily to U.S. moves to prevent the completion of a controversial gas pipeline between Russia and Germany. The BBC's Damien McGuinness reports from Berlin. German officials have reacted with outrage at American sanctions against firms involved in building Nord Stream 2. The U.S. is interfering in our sovereignty and meddling in Europe's energy policy, said one German minister. The sanctions target individuals and companies involved in the pipeline. As a result, one of the project's main contractors, a Swiss company, has announced it would stop work on Nord Stream immediately. The pipeline is controversial. Washington believes that it will tighten Russia's grip over European energy supplies. But many in Germany say that Washington is using the sanctions to boost sales of American gas to Europe. The Cuban president has appointed the country's first prime minister in more than 40 years, the tourism minister, Manuel Marrero Cruz, who's been overseeing a major boost in tourism to the island over the past 16 years. More from the BBC's Will Grant. The role of prime minister hasn't existed in Cuba since 1976. At that time, it was filled by Fidel Castro. However, under the new rules, the post is back and has been awarded to the tourism minister, Manuel Marrero Cruz. Critics say, however, that any such changes in the communist-run government are purely cosmetic, as the Cuban Communist Party and the military remain the only two real decision-making institutions on the island. 
A Chilean policeman has appeared in court in the capital, Santiago, accused of running over a protester during an anti-government demonstration on Friday. He was released on bail. Local media say the 20-year-old student, Oscar Perez, is being treated for a fractured pelvis. The BBC's Jane Chambers reports from Santiago. Footage recorded by local television stations and widely circulated on social media shows two police riot vehicles surrounded by a large crowd of protesters in Santiago's Plaza Italia. The protest was unauthorised. Earlier on this week, a senior government official in Santiago said there would be zero tolerance towards demonstrations, which he said was disrupting daily life. But the official has since said he deeply regrets what happened. The incident has inflamed many Chileans who complain that the police have acted brutally during the social unrest which has been going on for more than two months. Sports football, Liverpool have won the Club World Cup final in Qatar. The European champions defeated Flamengo of Brazil 1-0 with a goal from Roberto Firmino in extra time. Here's the BBC's Tim Vickery. One of the things which characterises contemporary football is an imbalance between Europe and the rest of the world. This was a game between a side from Brazil and a side from England. The best Brazilians are playing for the English. The best Africans are playing for the English. The best Europeans are playing for the English. Tonight, for the first time really since the current format was implanted in 2005, we really had a game. Two teams going for each other, trading punches toe for toe. Although the Brazilians have lost, they leave Qatar with their heads held high. Former West Ham and Tottenham midfielder Martin Peters, who scored England's second goal in the 1966 World Cup final against West Germany, has died aged 76 following a long battle against Alzheimer's. To end the news, our top stories. The financial secretary warns many businesses may fold in the new year if things don't pick up over Christmas. The Australian Prime Minister apologises for going on holiday while large swathes of his country burned to a crisp. The news from RTHK.
And welcome to the show. Many thanks to James Ross for playing the first track for me and letting me get into the chair, so to speak. Sitting in for Simon Wilson, who is on holidays for the this weekend and next. And uh, I'll be with you till four with this, that and the other. And uh, looking at interesting stories that uh, may happening on uh, social media, fake news, 